Welcome back, you guys, to the Alicia and Lauren Purple Bloom podcast, and we're back today with episode five, and this episode, we're going to title it Love is Savage, because we're going to be talking about a whole bunch (laughs) of love situations, relationships, friendships, red flags, good things to look for, good things to look for in yourself, all kinds of fun things, our experiences. Let's get into it. Yep. So our first topic Mm -hmm. is about friend breakups because everyone I feel like has been through at least one friendship breakup in their life, right? Oh yeah, I think so. And we've had our fair share of friend breakups and nobody really talks about friend breakups, you know? Right. Everyone always always talk about the romantic kind. Yeah. But I feel like I've been through more friend breakups than I have relationship breakups i agree you know i wonder if it's the same for like guys as it is for girls or if girls just tend to go through more friend groups oh that's a very good point i feel like guys well i don't know i don't have a brother or anything like that or any close guy friends at the moment but i feel like guys uh don't really have like that really close group of friends I mean, they have the boys, mm. but I don't know if right. they have, like, that intimate kind of friendship that girls kind of seek out in their friendships. That's true. I do feel like I make a lot more close friendships with girls than with guys, because I have mm-hmm. had friendship with guys before, but never to the point where I'm, like, really sharing, like, deep things. So maybe it is kind of different. Yeah. To share my experience with my friend breakup. Um, my most mm. recent friend, well, I guess I should say, um, I've had a couple friend breakups, right? My first mm-hmm. one, my first like ma- major one was kind of in high school. I've had them before where, you know, you're growing up in elementary school and your friends, yeah. you get put into another class and then it's the end of the mm-hmm. world, right? Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, my first real one was in high school when I had this really good group mm-hmm. of friends freshman year. And then something happened uh, with family and, you know, just this and that and the other. One thing led to another. And, it, you know, also due to, like, our classes being a little different, too, we just, I didn't talk to them. They didn't talk to me. Um, mm-hmm. Not of any fault of mine. And I know that now. And not of mm-hmm. any fault of theirs. It was really just kind of situational and family stuff. Other people kind of coming in and um, separating things. But, Mm. you know, that was my first friend breakup, and that was really hard in high school, but, you know, I got through that. But my most, um, you know, then after that, you kind of, like, I was able to get into anime, and I was able to get into K-pop, and spend more Mm -hmm. time finding people who liked the things that I liked specifically, and then from there, Mm -hmm. by senior year, it's kind of cool, because, like, how that worked out like freshman and senior year like bookends by senior year i had a really good group of friends and we all hung out after school and we all played Mm -hmm. uh, magic the gathering with each other and stuff (laughs) right so would you say that the friendship breakup in freshman year helped you find like the actual good group of friends that you needed yeah i would say yeah but but, like, those group of friends that I had freshman year, they were still good. Like, if I was friends with them throughout mm. all four years, they would have, like, they mm-hmm. would be really good friends, you know? Like, okay. I would be really, really lucky to have them as friends. Okay. But it's just situational Well, you did things. say, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did say it was like family interference, which for better or for worse, sometimes our parents are misguided. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, they want to like, you know, make decisions for you or impose their opinions on you. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think you're like alone. I think uh, there have been a couple uh, or many people who've experienced that too. So, yeah, I just dislike that it's a communal experience. <laughs> I know. Did you have any friend breakups when you were like in school, like college or before college or anything like that? Definitely in high school also. Yeah. Um, and I feel like high school is just one of those eras in your life where so many things are going on, like with you and with like everyone else that mm-hmm. it's almost inevitable to like have at least one like friendship breakup kind of so i know for me mine was um related to um someone that i was dating senior year so we were all within the same like group of students and we had many of the same classes so we saw each other guy all the time (laughs) literally all the time oh so when we kind of fell out me and the guy Mm -hmm. um most of my friends like stopped talking to me and you know kept talking to him and that was I don't know if that was like a very conscious decision on their part or not Mm -hmm. but you know that was the decision they made so like I ended up like not having very many friends senior year because of that and yeah um I think for me at the time I was like very devastated (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, those people weren't, like, close friends of mine. They were just people I had to see all the time. So it was kind of hard because they were in, like, 80% of my classes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much that I was, like, I'm really, like, hurt because, you know, I can't share things with you anymore. It was more like I'm really hurt that you took his side. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that was my that was my friendship breakup in high school. Yeah. So it's kind of like – and I think that – I like that you brought up, it's kind of like situational friends. Like, you, you're, they're just friends that you mm-hmm. saw all the time. So you kind of develop yeah. that kind of friendship with them. And I think that in high school, yes. a lot of it is just that. Like, these are the people that mm-hmm. you see every day and they're situational friends. But, like, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know, are they going to be, like, you and me? Like, how you and me live in completely different states across the country. But we're still, we put that effort in to maintain our friendship, you know? Mm-hmm. like would they yeah. do that or would is it just like you you'll stop seeing each other every day and like that happened you know right. and they'll just stop mm-hmm. talking to you yeah so. I think you're it's, I think it's that's such a good phrase that you like attach to it situational friends because really yeah. we all have situational friends like even now I have situational friends like at work who I'm not like yeah. emotionally invested in like you said like how we like actually like text and contact each other all the time like mm-hmm. yeah they're just there because they're there <laughs> yeah but yeah i don't know that's just yeah. high school i guess to it's a just extent. high school <laughs> but like you said it's also like the workforce too yeah that's true but in um you know going back to like the friend breakups like the group the mm-hmm. most recent though that i've had was you know, of course, because it's the most recent, it's the most vibrant in my head. Um, mm-hmm. I think that I've healed from it pretty well, though. But it was back in 2017, I basically... So I'm in college, right? And 
at the time and I you know I didn't have any friends like at all like I didn't have any friends Mm. at all because I stayed at home and I went to school and I went to a community college and I was very shy because it takes me a long time to get really comfortable in my surroundings and feel like I can Mm -hmm. you know like really talk to the people around me and like feel comfortable and stuff um so you know this and that the other I just didn't have anyone and I was really, really, really into BTS at the time, too. That was probably also a reason why I fell so hard for them um, in 2016, 17. But in 2017, Mm -hmm. I met this girl through the Amino app, again, the same way that I met Alyssa and then Mm. therefore Alicia. Um, Mm -hmm. Or actually, I met you first and then Alyssa. But I met her on this app and, you know, it was like a group chat and we were like, talking and we were both from Ohio and I found out she lived just like 20 minutes away from me and I was like why don't we hang out yeah Yeah. and so from there Mm -hmm. we started hanging out we um from there got more friends we went to this thing this like anime thing and we found more people that were into BTS Mm. and our group just expanded to um like four or five to about seven people like seven or eight people. Oh wow! It was she mm-hmm. was a hefty group, and it was okay. like the first time that I was like in a group of people in my like adult ish life, where mm-hmm. you know we're all like the same thing. We're all like you know I felt like a group, like you know like I felt like mm-hmm. I belonged in a group. Um, but then you know things happen, drama happens, and three of them dropped off so then it was just uh, about four of us four or five of us left okay and Mm -hmm. i was really close with one of the friend one of the lit girls there we just like kind of we really connected at least i felt like it um and she was my best friend at the time i opened up to her about a lot of stuff but she was going through a really hard time also all of these ladies were younger than me, much younger than me. They were all in high school, and oh, I was in college, so okay. different life paths, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I... that You know, like, at the end of the day, like, okay, whatever. That doesn't really matter. That doesn't really, like... Different life paths, okay, you, if you really want to, like, make that re- friendship or that relationship work, you just put in that effort, right? right. And that's what I was doing, and I was driving because they didn't drive, and I was you know, paying because they didn't have any jobs. And I was like, just, you know, being there for them every time they needed me. I felt like it, uh, like I was doing that. And I don't know. It was just, um, there was a, there was a point where I was like, I'm not getting what I should out of this, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. That was also when Love Yourself was coming out too with BTS. And that's like, Mm -hmm. uh, her was like just starting we got her. We got the first mm-hmm. uh, in the series. It was when Fake Love came out that I just that mm-hmm. I left the group because the girl that I was really uh, close okay. to, she was like I said, going through a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and you know it got to a point where I felt in the relationship like I would come to her and I would say like, hey, I'm I'm having a re- like I'm really struggling right now, you know, and I mm-hmm. need I need a buddy to listen to like I or. To, to listen to me and like validate me and it would just it felt like every time I would do that it was okay that sucks but like you know what I'm going mm. through is worse than you and that's not yes. what that's not healthy it's not it yeah 
Yeah, I think it's like it's so important to like come to that realization. That's such an important realization to make. Like I'm not getting what I want out of this relationship because it's right. You know, our sufferings are not a competition. It's not it's about not. who's mm-hmm. suffering more, who's going through more things. Everyone's you know individual, but I'm really glad that you came to that conclusion. Yeah, I yeah, I'm very thankful I was able to come to it too. Because I would have just been, I was like, I was very miserable because I was just like, it, there's a feeling that I, I'm sure that you and like our listeners can relate to this, but it's like a needy kind of feeling. Like you are invested mm-hmm. in this relationship and you are not mm-hmm. getting what you know you can receive in the relationship. And all you can mm-hmm. think about is that person. And all you can think about is like, why am I not getting what I need to out? Like, why aren't they paying mm-hmm. attention to me? Why don't I feel special to them? And that's like, it just like consumed Mm -hmm. your thoughts. It was like that. And it was just a really not a good place to be. And I tried to talk to her about it, but it was, I tried twice. I was like, hey, can we talk? Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you. I need to, I need to talk to you about something. Um, Mm -hmm. But she went and talked to another guy. She was like, okay, yeah, we can talk. And I was like, no, I want to like, you know, actually talk to you. Like, I want you to actually be here in the messages. But it was like, I think we were texting on, um. Oh, Facebook Messenger. So, like, when you you can see okay. that they're still active, yes, and typing mm-hmm. and talking to other people. So mm-hmm. I would know that she was talking to this other guy, which was fine. But you know, if I'm your best friend, and I need you there in the chat with mm-hmm. me, while while I'm trying to talk to you, like I think I deserve that. You know. Mm-hmm. So it was like a week and- before. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. Well, it was like a week before fake love when I decided I was going to distance myself from her. And it really hurt it from yeah. her because if I distance myself from her, then I distance myself from the whole entire group. You know? Yeah. I think what hurt was the realization that if I don't text her, then she's mm-hmm. not going to text me. And she didn't. Yeah. You know? And that's like the part that hurts the most because then you're like, well, am I worthy enough of your attention exactly. and your emotions or am i not right um and i know we we also went through something that kind of felt like this with our mutual friend group as well yeah and i think at least i felt the same way you felt i was like mm, i'm not getting what i need and i don't mm-hmm. understand why i'm not worthy of your attention and your um emotions and like I think I think at some point you even kind of say to yourself like am I being too demanding like am I being like too demanding of like this person's time or am I being too needy for like wanting these things but it's really important to acknowledge that not every friend is gonna be that person who gives you what you need yeah Um, and I say that after having cycled through so many friend groups throughout the years to find like the friend group that I finally feel like is like my tribe, my people. Yeah. That I know if I called you guys and I was like, it's 2 a.m. and I really need to talk to someone, someone would answer the phone like oh, yeah. half awake, 10% awake. But Absolutely. Lauren would be up at 3 a.m. anyway. Cause I yeah, I would just be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> I got my snack. I'm ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> and likewise, if if her or any of our other friends in our friend groups like contacted me, I would be up too. Be like, all right, talk yeah. to me. Like, what's going on? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's kind of important to acknowledge that too, that like not every friend group is right for you. Yeah. And, and that's okay to that, let them go. Yeah. And asking mm-hmm. that question that you brought up there, like if like I would do this for them and then asking yourself, mm-hmm. would they do that for me? Yeah. And being honest with yourself about that. Because okay. I was, mm-hmm. yeah, that felt so sad when you were like, if I don't text her, she's not going to text me. Like, that just makes yeah. me so sad. <laughs> I know. But that happens a lot, though, you know? It when does. you realize that mm-hmm. what that you're the only one that's keeping the relationship alive, that there mm-hmm. becomes a point where you're the only one that's keeping the relationship alive and you know, at that point, when you get to that point, you've been there too long. You got to step out. Yeah. And I mean, looking back, I feel like, at least for me, in certain situations, there were some red flags that I was like, I was like, eh, nah, yeah. like, I don't want to pay attention to this. Like, maybe this is not, maybe I'm just being paranoid or something. Yeah, there's a reason but for it, right? There is, right? Like, going, especially going back to some of my most recent ones. It was kind of that that I'm, I'm the one keeping the, like, conversation alive or keeping our relationship alive. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a red flag in one of my more recent friend breakups. Because I was like, shouldn't it be mutual? <laughs> yeah. I felt like yes. it should have been mutual. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it should be because you deserve that. You deserve someone who's going to want to message you just randomly and ask you how how are you doing how's your day going and like genuinely want to know too and genuinely listen to Mm -hmm. you not ask you just so that you'll ask in return and then they get to talk you know yeah that is definitely something i deal with because i think i give off that vibe of being a really good listener you do so in like a lot of my (laughs) a lot of my friend friendships it's i've always taken that listener role and so mm-hmm. I never get the opportunity to really, like, talk about my day or vent about my day. So if yeah. you fall into that role, I'm telling you that you need to – it's okay to take a step back and be like, no, someone someone needs to listen to me too. You don't always have to be the listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I've told you before too, sometimes when we call, I know that, like, I get off on and I start venting and talking to you about everything. <laughs> and then, you know – like after we call sometime I'll be like oh shoot she I like I didn't even ask her about like how what she was doing and stuff so I always try to make it a point now at least when we call to like listen to you and like sometimes I'll notice you'll be like okay we're done talking about me enough about me let's hear about you and I'll be like no we're not done no about this I need I want to know because I you know I genuinely do want to know and you know sometimes I feel like it's so nice yeah go ahead no, it's so nice to have a friend like that. I love it. I feel spoiled. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's how you should be treated, though, Alicia. Honestly. That's how everyone here listening should be treated. And same goes right. for you, because I love hearing about your days. And I know that you you tell me a lot more when I don't prompt you too much. If I just let you talk, you'll keep going. And I'm like, great. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> Lauren's going to keep telling me everything. <laughs> yeah. I kind of do. I'm sorry. Uh, No, but like, to me, that's how, that's me respecting your boundaries and letting you say what you want to say. Because I think it's different for every person. Yeah. Yeah. Some people need that kind of prompt, you know, Mm -hmm. and some people just, 
they need to just be let loose and then who knows where they're gonna go bunch of bunch of branches yeah. are coming out we don't know which <laughs> one we got we're taking which road we're taking but oh we're on this road mm-hmm. now we're turning west oh now we're east again <laughs> <laughs> those are but, the best conversations when you just get lost <laughs> yeah but you were in a, a in that group one where we were all in, though, you took the brunt of that because you were the closest with them, mm. um, you know, who we kind of had to distance from because of just not mm-hmm. in any fault of their own, not in any fault of our own. It was just, yeah, you know, I think that something wasn't clicking in our group mm-hmm. and it was just better yeah. for everybody in the situation to just kind of... Um, What's the right word? Not separate, but just kind of have our distance Mm. in that kind of sense, you know? Yeah, and I think it's important that you said that. Like, sometimes it's just that you guys are not all right for each other. And maybe one of you or two of you or a couple of you need to find the other groups that work for them. Yeah. Because it's not, like, like you said, it's not about anyone being right or wrong or good or bad. Like, that's too black and white for this world. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so me, me and our friend were, were much closer than me and Lauren at the time, or me and our other friend. So I did kind of bear the brunt of that, but at the same time, it kind of felt like it was a little bit inevitable after a certain amount of time. Like, I think we kind of saw it coming in the distance and we're like, oh, Mm -hmm. so I, I wasn't super surprised by anything that happened. And, um... I don't think it was for the worse. I think I think it's done us all pretty good. All all parties yeah. involved, truly. Oh yeah. So you know. Um but yeah. Yeah, and I like what you said about like it was you saw, you both saw it coming and that makes me think of um mm. that you know, BTS might have been what was holding you guys together. It might have been oh, what was holding all of us mm-hmm. together, even, you know, in that to that yeah, extent. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why I can put up with this, w- with these differences, um, mm-hmm. if you know, because I have like someone who's like close by and who it's already easy because they already know me. It's already comfortable. You mm, know, we already have yeah. this kind of setup here, mm-hmm. and it's just easy to just text them when uh when a run-up, a BTS run episode comes out or right. when, you mm-hmm. know, I listen to a song and I think of this or this reminds me of Jungkook or, you know, mm-hmm. the different things like that. It's just easy and comfortable. So, you know, like what we were talking about, I think, was it episode one or two about being uncomfortable? Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. A friend breakup in that same sense is, it's extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And... I like what you said about kind of like sticking with a friend or a friend group, even though you know like mm-hmm. there's not much holding you together. <laughs> because I think a lot of people end up in those friend situations where they actually kind of don't like their friends, but they're still with them and they still hang out with them because there's, I don't know, history. Maybe they're yes. coworkers. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's just like, you know, one thing that they had in common five years ago that they kind of no longer have in common, but they still hang out out of obligation. Like, I wish we yeah. all had the freedom to kind of just let that go sometimes because mm-hmm. 
The world literally has billions of people. I guarantee you, you will find someone who is yeah. better suited to you somewhere out there. Yeah. And sometimes it's going to take a second. Sometimes you're going to have to feel that yeah. loneliness. It took me from when I really broke up with um, that friend group and that friend. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going through the, the fake love era and era and you know uh that was like right around the time when the tickets were going on sale and then i met Alyssa, mm, but we weren't really mm -hmm. friends i mean we were friends right. but we weren't like close best friends right until you know that takes time to build right and when i was mm -hmm. before i even found that group of friends in college like i said i was very i didn't have any friends and that was like two years that i didn't have any friends at all Aww, you know lonely so you gotta go through those like lonely periods sometimes but yeah they don't last forever I... like you said there's a billion mm -hmm. people in the world <laughs> things change people change but you were i think the something? pandemic mm -hmm. yeah i think the pandemic has really shifted friendships a lot too because now we can't really Ooh, meet yeah. up with our friends right so now it's yeah. like now it really is kind of like, so what is really keeping me <laughs> in this friendship? Like, is this person going to be there when I call them at 2 a.m. because, like, I want to quit my job yeah. because it's a nightmare? Like, are they going to are they gonna be there to chat? Are they going to support me? You know, do I want to do that yeah. for them? So, but... That's a really and good I think, point. And I think, like, that loneliness, it goes back to that loneliness, too. Like, we've all been lonely at some point during this pandemic. Like... Mm -hmm. It's so refreshing now to just go hang out with someone at a cafe, even though we have our masks on and we are social distanced. I'm like, ah, oh, I needed social interaction in my life. <laughs> yeah, someone my age, around my age, that's like, right, just to like talk to somebody. Yeah, like a friend. Yeah, it's so important nowadays. It is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's changed. And like going back to the situational friends, like I think that the pandemic kind of highlighted in a sense those situational friends and mm -hmm. how close you know how close they can or I, I guess like how um, essential they are <laughs> to use that word in your oh, life yeah. and you in their life you know mm -hmm. in that respect and and also like mm -hmm. to pivot from this like I think that this is like a subset of a friend breakup but mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure that all that I know that you and like, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners too have gone through like a friend who has you, you were best friends before and then they get a significant other and suddenly mm, you guys, yeah. you're taking the back seat mm -hmm. when, you know, and that is also just as hard. It's not a friend breakup yep. necessarily, yeah. but mm -hmm. it's still tough. It's still, it's like a half breakup. Yeah, it's like a half breakup, yeah. <laughs> because now you have to share your friend with someone else. Yeah, yeah. now you're not the number one priority anymore. Right. You mm -hmm. share that spot with someone else. Yeah. And sometimes you, you're just the number two priority, you know? Yeah. And that's equally as hard because, you know, then that can create like a power imbalance where it's like, here I used to depend on you so much and now I kind of can't anymore so now I've got to like yeah. figure out what I'm what I'm going to do with that little like you know chunk of, of something that I've got left now yeah 
Yeah, and even vice versa, if it's like, like you're, you still have that person as a priority in your life, but you're mm-hmm. no longer a priority in theirs. So like you said, it's that power yeah. dynamic of just like, well, I'm trying to do this and like have spent time mm-hmm. with you and show you that I care, but like you don't have any time or you yeah. don't have any energy or you mm-hmm. are ignoring me or, you know, mm. insert whatever here. Right. Um. So it's that that is just as difficult. I th- I feel like as a friend breakup sometimes, mm-hmm. and maybe and sometimes that's a slower kind of process too than a friend breakup. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's also true. But and also to pivot again, um, that idea of like loneliness and like we were talking about this before we started recording the podcast, but we were talking yeah. about dating and how we were and how it's kind of practice, right? Like oh, dating yeah. is practice. Yeah, it is. It made me think about, like, just those beginning stages of a friendship where you're not quite best friends yet, but, like, you're still trying to figure out if you're, like, compatible. Like, do we like the Mm -hmm. same things? Are we, like, do we kind of get along? Like, those those stages, I don't want to undermine them because I'm the kind of person who I'm, like, if I don't love you within, like, our first two weeks of knowing you, I'm kind of, like, eh, I'm over it. (laughs) Well, you can tell usually if your energies click or if you're – your vibes you know mesh well together true in those first two weeks for me as an introvert it's really hard for me to make it through those two weeks because sometimes I'm like ah I don't want to be uncomfortable again like I don't want to like go and step out of my comfort zone to make another friend like it's difficult but yeah I will say after our most recent like mutual friend breakup friendship Mm -hmm. breakup that we had like I was like I really need to get out there and make more friends because I need more friends like because you you, yeah yeah because you and our other mutual friend are both in Ohio so and I need some friends in Florida yeah so I did I stepped out of my comfort zone and I did make another friend and she is one of like my she became one of like my greatest friends like we talk almost every day so yeah like if you're feeling like oh going back to that loneliness where like oh maybe i don't maybe i can't have friends maybe like i just need to be by myself for a little while take the time and when Mm -hmm. you're ready be a little uncomfortable let yourself be a little uncomfortable to get to know someone else because there's no obligation right like you don't have to be friends with this person you don't have to keep talking to them if you don't want to Especially now in these days of, like, social media, you can just ghost somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not recommended, but it's doable. Yeah. But you never know. You might find, like, someone who really works for you and who, whose energy really gels with you. Because I did. And I would never yeah. have done that if I hadn't had that friendship breakup happen. Yeah. I love that. That's such a hopeful kind of ending to that where it's, like, this really awful thing happened and it was like really hard for you even if you saw it coming but Mm. it spurred you on to take action and be a little uncomfortable and now you have this really good friend in your life and you're thriving you know in that area Mm. like that's a really good point i love that but i was definitely hurt after that whole friendship breakup thing so (laughs) yeah you're totally allowed to be hurt after those breakups because they really do hurt almost like a relationship truly yeah yeah and it's i mean depending on how how much your friend was in your life it's 
it's a big Mm -hmm. change to be making too when you go through a friend breakup yeah um but along with that though you know friend like we also have that we wanted to talk about red flags here yeah like with relationships and things like that and kind of talk about our past relationships and these like romantic relationships is what we're talking about Mm -hmm. now yeah because oh lordy have we (laughs) been through some relationships with some red flags and just there's things to look for just like how there's things to look for when you're in a friendship and you're not getting what you should be getting and you feel like you're not getting what you should be getting out of the friendship uh the same thing applies to relationships too yeah and i feel like just how we just like how i know a lot of people who've been through friend breakups i've known a lot of people who've been through relationship breakups where there were a whole bunch of red flags that, that were ignored, even including by myself in my own relationships. I would see yeah. the red flags and be like, no, no, I love this person, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a reason for why they're doing blah, blah, blah. They just, they're tired. Yeah. That's why they're not blah, 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 you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Giving them the benefit of the doubt. So that way, because to confront a red flag is a mm-hmm. lot more work than making an excuse for it. Yes. Right. It is. And it really depends on your situation too. So in my most recent relationship, it started as something that was long distance, but I eventually moved to another state. So it was me and the person I was dating in New York. So I did not have immediate family there. I did not have immediate friends there. Um, so it ended up being this kind of unbalanced surrounding where it was mostly Mm -hmm. his friends, mostly his family and not very much of my friends and my family. So not very much support on my side. And I know that really played a part when we broke up because then we broke up and I was like, I have no one here. (laughs) It's literally just me by myself in this apartment now because nobody is here in this state that I really like am close to it's all his friends who don't talk to me anymore and his family um who were also still really nice to me I will say that they were really awesome but that's not always the case you know sometimes yeah the family won't talk to you again either so mm-hmm. for me a red flag for that whole relationship which was like a constant red flag was like <laughs> controlling behavior and yes I just continually ignored it because I was like, no, I don't, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like 22, 23, 24. I didn't yeah. really like think about things. I was like, oh, I'm finally in New York. I'm finally like getting to finish my degree. Like yeah. I just kind of ignored it because it wasn't serving a purpose <laughs> as, as yeah. odd as that sounds. But no, that makes sense. it was something, something I really should have paid attention to because it was a reoccurring thing. Like, in the two years that we dated, this was like a constant, constant thing. And I think the thing about red flags is they never go away. Like you might get better yeah. at ignoring them, but they're not going anywhere. So yeah. finally, I think towards the end of our relationship, I was like, this is unreasonable. Like, no, I can't do these things because these are unreasonable things that I just can't do. Like, and I don't understand why you want me to do them. So, yeah. That and communication. Communication was a huge mm-hmm. red flag 
I myself was a terrible communicator. Um, and so I never really learned how to communicate well in relationships, like especially mm-hmm. what I needed. So being in a relationship where the other person in the relationship also couldn't communicate what they wanted and needed uh, meant that mm-hmm. we never really communicated, <laughs> period. <laughs> it's just, it's just radio just, silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it wasn't complete radio silence. It just meant we weren't communicating about the things that we needed to. So the things that were yeah important, like you know, overall relationship things, preferences, things like that. Like we never mm-hmm. talked about we, our fights were very passive aggressive. So like we just wouldn't mm-hmm. talk, and that's not really a healthy way to have a relationship with someone. So yeah. those were the two biggest red flags. My last relationship that I learned a hell of a lot from and that I have now vowed to make sure it does not happen again like in a future relationship and um I've worked on that by working on me like I've tried to work on becoming a better communicator myself and um mm-hmm. getting better at asserting what I want so that's those have been two struggles that I've had personally that I've worked through with therapy and with jobs in particular, you know, trying to do both of those things, communicate and um, better get better at, you know, saying this is what I need. Yeah, I love that. Well, first off, I love that you saw that in yourself, like, hey, I'm not communicating that well, like, there is an issue here with how Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, you know, communicate how I want to be treated and my preferences and things like that. And Mm-hmm. you you took it upon yourself to like kind of work on that and I absolutely that's growth that's character development I love that <laughs> so much um, um and also though it's that is hard it's really really hard to communicate like hey I actually like it when you do this or like I feel this way when you do this or you know yeah um because sometimes it's at least in you know the way that I see it sometimes it's it's hard for me to say that I deserve something mm, that the other yeah. person should has to do this for me because I deserve it yeah um, mm-hmm. and that's a difficult thing to say that to like think mm-hmm. that to ask that like to to believe that you deserve this enough to be able to speak it out loud and communicate it to another person yeah and also sometimes it's kind of awkward <laughs> maybe it's just me sometimes it's kind of awkward to like communicate and say hey i don't i don't like that like can you do this instead it's such a simple phrase i can say it now no problems Mm -hmm. but (laughs) sometimes in the moment or when you know that there's like that atmosphere where you're like i need to say this i need to say this but i don't know how to say this or like i don't want to say it because maybe they'll like not agree with it or maybe they'll think it's weird or whatnot like there are a lot of reasons why i didn't really communicate in in the relationship that I was in (laughs) yeah which is very valid and you know I think it's all about growing and like we were talking about earlier it's all about practicing too like Mm -hmm. like how are you supposed to know how to communicate properly you know yeah like there's not like a manual they don't teach it in school (laughs) you don't you gotta just kind of go through it and then learn it you know unless you have like really great role models like at home or unless you have like someone who's you know who you look up to that's kind of like 
Mm -hmm. really got it down communicating and Mm-hmm. You know, every every relationship's going to have those issues where you're miscommunicating and then, you know, where you're frustrated with each other at some point and things like that. But right. It can as, if you know how to communicate and you know how the other person communicates and then that can really, I feel like, help just make everything a lot more healthier and make you both more happier in the relationship. Right. But and going off of that into there's you know things like preferences are difficult to communicate Mm -hmm. um and then it gets even more difficult when you throw like mental health into it right yes Mm -hmm. and so for example i was dating this guy he's an amazing amazing guy um i was dating him in high school and it was a long distance relationship and I royally messed up many, 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 many times. We were both young, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in my defense, but um, he was falling into depression. um, Mm. And I didn't, like, I was a kid. I didn't know how to deal with someone who, I shouldn't say how to deal with, how to um, communicate properly with someone who's dealing with depression. I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to be there for him properly. I didn't know how to do anything i was going through my own stuff mm-hmm. when i was in high school right like we all are um, right. but uh when when you're going through something and you're young and you're not treating it or people don't believe you and then you oh god i don't want to say taking it out on your significant other mm-hmm. or your closest person mm-hmm. whether that be a best friend or or a sibling or wh- what have you but it can be a lot of um, if that other person doesn't know how to respond, mm-hmm. it can put it can be really heavy on your relationship, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It can. It all just kind of depends on who you like. Like if you're talking like if now, like if um, I was talking to somebody and they were really struggling with depression i would have a much much better mindset going into it i would have a much much better uh, kind of toolbox to work with and be like okay Mm -hmm. well you're you're feeling this way let's do let's get you out of the house let's go to the museum or let's um Mm -hmm. you know do an activity together let's call let's talk about it right Mm -hmm. well when you're a kid you don't know that and so um yeah so because like again like we were talking about with your situation like who's going to teach you how to communicate right so when you have that things like that whether it's depression anxiety a dis like an eating disorder or something like that Mm -hmm. it can be really hard um for the other person involved and in that case it was me that was involved i mean like you said you were young like in high school we're all going through so much stuff but also it took me a while to realize this but you know a relationship is not like a band-aid like i'm not here to fix anyone or to save anyone that shouldn't be the purpose of you dating somebody um exactly i firmly believe that whoever it is in the relationship who needs help like you've got to help you like i went to therapy while i was in my relationship for me not for him Mm -hmm. or for us like it was to help me get better so um yeah Definitely don't let that be 
something that defines your relationship like this idea that i need to like save somebody it comes from a good place it does and i think there's no like it's not that you don't want to save them or you want them to suffer but ultimately at the end of the day when it comes to something that's like mental health related i think that is something that they have to decide to do for themselves yeah and what you said there about like saving that's it right there that's the money that's right that that's what it is Mm -hmm. because it's like well i need you because you you make things better right and you're saving me and i or you might in you know my situation you might have been like well i want to save you like i want to be that Mm -hmm. person i want to be important i want to be special Mm -hmm. and i want to be seen and needed um but that's not healthy that's not right that's not what that's not it ain't it you know right you need to save yourself you need to be needed by yourself you need to be seen by Mm -hmm. yourself and on both sides right yeah Mm -hmm. um and you know lesson learned but that like you said it should it cannot be the defining feature and if this is like the big red flag like if that is what's happening in your relationship you gotta start taking the steps out of that relationship and trying to Mm -hmm. and and just you you can't save um well i mean i don't want to say you can't save somebody but i i fully believe that to save like to um to really get better to bring that like we were talking about in the last couple episodes to bring that uh 90 Mm -hmm or to bring that 100 down to a 97 to a 96 to a 95 instead Mm -hmm. of 100 down to a Mm 7 you know to slowly make that actual progress you have to be able to save yourself and you have to give them the like if you want to help them you give them the tools but you don't you can't you can't hold their hand and you can't let that affect your mental health too because that affected me too and you know i still have things that i'm dealing with today because mm-hmm. of that um because of the things that i tried to deal with then you know mm-hmm. and it's i think sometimes we miss that as a red flag because we think oh like no i can totally do this like i can totally you know be there for them and it is nice to be needed and to want it but like you said sometimes the repercussions of that don't show up until years later when we think we're totally fine and then you kind of like sit back and assess and you're like oh no I'm not like I went through a trauma with this person in this relationship and now I have to deal Mm -hmm. with that now it's mine he's gone but I've still got all this stuff to work through yeah like that trauma like you really do um like kind of shoulder it on your shoulders a little bit which Mm -hmm. is good and I think that that um like I would shoulder anything for my friends Mm. um but when it's when it's trauma trauma like that right mm-hmm. it needs to be addressed by a professional you're not a professional yeah and that's okay that is okay yeah. you have to be able to live your life and you have to be able to work through your own stuff and then right. you be, be there for them still but the he- right. like the heavy 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 stuff needs to be on their hands to see a professional and to get mm-hmm. professional help instead of relying on you 100% of the time Yes, I think that's very important. Again, especially because we're in a pandemic and everyone is kind of going through things right now. Yeah, everyone's having having a hard time. Right. It's important to remember that. And I know 
uh, in therapy, my therapist posed a really great question to me once when we were talking about relationships and um, things that I wanted to work on. And she said, yeah, you know, what do you want in a partner? And I told her, I was like, I want this, 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 and this. And she's like, uh-huh. now ask yourself, do you have that? Because how are you going to ask that of someone else if you don't have that yourself? Yes. And I, I was like, I'm in love oh. with that. <laughs> yeah. Because I want someone who's a great communicator. Can I communicate well yet? Still working on it, you know? But yeah. it just really... That was such a funny thing that she said to me, and I've said it to, like, all of my friends because I'm like, oh, this is, like, super important and, like, super, like, reality check. Like, hold on. Before you demand this in someone else, hold yourself accountable for what it is that you want. Yeah. I really like that. What were um, – do you remember what the things you listed off were when she asked you the first time? <laughs> what did I list off? I, I'm almost entirely certain I said, like, good communicator, because that's, like, one of the things that I yeah. know I struggle with. So, mm-hmm. definitely that. Um, someone who's um, very, like, how do I put it? Devoted. But I need someone who's devoted and who also respects my um, boundaries and, like, my autonomy I guess because like I said I've been in relationships with controlling people so I need someone who can be there for me and is someone who I feel comfortable um, trusting and relying on but who I also know will treat me as an equal and there is not like Mm -hmm. a power indifference between us so that was also really important to me too yeah but what would you say Lauren (laughs) well I feel like you are I feel like you're a very, very good communicator, especially, like, now where you are. Because um, I've seen you, like, demand things at work that I feel oh, like yes. the Alicia a couple years ago may not have asked for. Oh, that's true. That's true. You know? I think in both of our defense, I think we've both grown very far in the years that we've known each other. Oh, yeah. I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Big, big time. <laughs> um, and I also feel like you are very, um, like with the autonomy thing, I think that you have that checked off because I've never yeah. once like felt like you were controlling or yeah, no. like, Mm-mm. you know, jealous at all of like, Mm-mm. if I hung out with another friend or if one of your yeah. other friends have other friends, you know, if anything, you're like, good, like, that's good. Yeah. We are our own two separate people and yep. we got to spend time with, you know, developing those people the right. you know our person um and i love that that's true i'm not that type of jealous controlling person like you're not if you've made it this wonderful. far that you can be in a relationship with me i trust you because trust yeah. me i do my background check on you i find out oh, about people oh she does <laughs> she gets your name and she'll she knows yep, it all <laughs> i can do it all with just your name <laughs> i know like i i find a guy that i like and then alicia's like name all right i already and then i'll like do you all need right. to know anything else and she'll nope, nope she's got it all <laughs> got his facebook profile i'm like all right he goes to this college <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh funny but i would probably say because i love this question so much and i think about it a lot too mm-hmm. um 
when I'm like lo- when I'm looking on the dating scene and stuff. Mm, yes. Definitely, like you said, communication, and I think I'm getting like. Like you've said also, like we're both getting better at communicating as we yep. as we grow up. You know, yeah. I think that, that comes in time. Mm-hmm. If you put in the work and actually work on it. Yeah. And I Well, I always like my immediate reaction is like I would like them to have um be like a little bit wealthy. Like I <laughs> mm. I would like them to have hey. um kind of like a like an income a steady income (laughs) but that is one thing an income (laughs) an income (laughs) but that is one thing that i kind of (laughs) i know i would like to i don't dream of labor necessarily so that is not something that i would like to check off on my box but i do oh my god (laughs) but that's like a funny thing no, but, no, but that's a valid thing too. Right. Especially these <laughs> days. Like, I really, as you get older, especially as you hit that third decade, we love to mention it. I love a guy who's like got a secure profession. Maybe he has a house. Mm-hmm. He owns a car. I'm like, ooh, that's sexy. Like, <laughs> he yeah. is stable. I am Can most provide. certainly not. <laughs> I don't have a house or a car, but you know what? He does, and that's kind of nice. <laughs> that's kind of nice, right? Exactly. You do have a house and car, but... Huh? Um, hmm. So I think that my other one would probably be values, and values is a very broad, general kind mm-hmm. of word to, you know, put on this on this question, like what what am I looking for in them that I also have but values as in like I don't want them to kind of like you said like I want autonomy on both sides even though I Mm -hmm. think I'm going to struggle with that when I get into like a really I have struggled with it a little bit in the past it might just be my tourist side I get like jealous sometimes Um, (laughs) but only I, I think I think it's only when really like I'm not feeling like we were talking about before like when I'm not feeling um valid in the relationship like uh, when I'm not feeling mm-hmm. like I like I'm special and matter in the relationship right. then mm-hmm. those kind of feelings of jealousy and insecurity kind of like start popping in there mm-hmm. but like you know values like autonomy um and you know both working at the relationship hard working yes and along with the the autonomy kind of vibe like like he, I would like my partner to be working towards a it doesn't have to be a goal, but just working, like, have some kind of drive. Because I feel like I have mm. a drive, too, mm-hmm. at, at some, like, a, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I think that I find that very attractive. So that's what I would look for. Yeah. That's what I would look for. <laughs> I agree on that drive, though. I, I really like yeah. someone who's driven, too. To me, it doesn't yeah. matter what kind of profession you have or, like, what kind of um, passion you have, but to have it is like super important because that just means you're willing to work for something. Yes, so. exactly. Because I am too. I'm willing to work for the things that I really want. So yeah, even if it's something creative, you know, like music or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, well, we've reached the end of our time here on episode five, <laughs> but. I really enjoyed this conversation that we had and same. Yeah, so stick with us. Um thank you for coming along on this journey with us 
And we will see you back for episode six. Yep. Bye. See you later. Mm-hmm. <laughs>